Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. The first thing is that the most important thing is that he's playing well. I mean, he's played well both when he's been, quote unquote, at the four or, you know, tonight more at the five. Um, he's had a big couple weeks. He had a baby boy and you know, he's come back and he's been ready. Quinn Snyder on Eric Paschal's play since returning to the team. Jazz going at it again on Sunday against the Denver Nuggets. Tip time set for six o'clock. No clear idea at this point who's actually going to be playing for the Jazz because, well, the more Eric Pascal plays, the more the Jazz are shorthanded, PK, so it's usually a bad sign. How close do you think he is to playing his way into the rotation? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know that he can. I don't know who who can he supplant can he, uh, this year anyway. You know, he's still a young kid, obviously, but is there anybody whose place he could take? Yeah, the easiest easiest answer is that they make a trade and it opens a spot and that he's proven he's ready because you're right, who would he knock out of the rotation? He's not going to provide Joe's ball handling. He's not going to provide Clarkson's instant offense. Uh, He doesn't come in with the same size as Hassan Whiteside. Uh, I guess Rudy Gay would be the most like for like. But even that, that doesn't seem likely either. So it gets hard to see where the minutes come from. Well, if I'm him, I just keep my head down and keep plugging because you're playing for a place in this league. Right. Right. I mean, that's ultimately your first desire is to make sure you're in the league. And in the limited time that he's been in there, it looks like it was a nice acquisition. So keep plugging away. And even if it's not here, it's got to be someplace. And maybe it could be here down the road, as you say, depending on what happens, uh, certainly uh, next month or then in the offseason. And what what can, what can you do there? Keep working on your game, son, <laughs> because you have a future in this league. I was thinking about this though. Is when's the last time the Jazz did not play on a Friday or Saturday? Man, that seems like a long time ago. Yeah, they very rarely, they very rarely miss both of those. You're right. This is this is highly unusual, and I think that's not just true of the Jazz. I think that's true of most teams because Friday and Saturday nights are traditionally great nights for the gate. Right. Exactly. People are looking to, to get out. So if you're not playing a home game, you're the road team because somebody else is playing a home game. Because I know that you you and Honey, almost on a weekly basis, you trip to life fantastic on a Friday or Saturday. Old school right there, people. <laughs> That's old school. <laughs> trip to life fantastic. <laughs> you probably, this is a show out there you probably haven't watched, PK. Succession. Have you seen that HBO show? Oh, I'm, I'm aware of it, yeah. Yeah. And so there is an, uh, one of the kids is uh, super awkward, but he tries to really, you know, get in there and hang with the cool kids in Manhattan. And he dropped in a series of awkward phrases, he dropped Trip the Light Fantastic. And the other actors, uh, you got to, sometimes if they, you know, if they're really good, you get, you can get sucked in and you think, yeah, these are real people. No, they're not. They're all actors playing a role. I got to say that the look on everybody else's face when he dropped Trip the Light Fantastic was perfect. It was awesome. <laughs> it's funny you dropped that. Uh, 
My wife and I are getting to succession late, but now we're pretty much caught up. I think we got like four episodes and we'll be all caught up. But uh, hilarious that you dropped that. Good work. All right, the uh, Salt Lake City Stars acquired the rights to Yoli Childs, a former BYU Cougar, in a trade with the Capital City Go-Go. I got to say, my knowledge of the G League is underwhelming. It's a good name, though, isn't it? Uh, Sure. But it's the kind of name you have to have in a league that is trying to make it, that nobody to draw attention to yourself. The Capital City Go-Go could be a lacrosse team. I actually, now that you think about it, I think it would be cool to be called the Scars. <laughs> the Salt Lake City Scars. We're going to wound you. <laughs> there you go. That's, there's their catchphrase. Hey, the Washington football team, it's not too late. Cleveland committed to the Guardians, but the Washington Scars. Okay, okay. And the burgundy, don't change the colors. The burgundy yeah, still works. works. It's blood. Yeah, sure. We're going to wound you. I mean, that's your catchphrase right there, man. Can you imagine having, like, a wound on your helmet? And you can change the type of wound, you know, weekly, just the same way teams change uniforms. You'll have an open sore when you're done with us. <laughs> one week, one week, it's a paper cut. <laughs> one week, it's a festering blister that's popped. <laughs> One week it's a skin knee from some kid in a bike accident. <laughs> just keep changing the helmet. One week it's just a big old bruise. Uh. <laughs> All right, I don't know how it got there. So Yoli Childs is back. What does that mean other than maybe it'll move a few more tickets for the Stars? Well, it's not even confirmed he's going to play for the team yet. Oh, he could just be moving through town? Well, it's they acquired his rights. He signed with the team in Germany, as you'll see on the document right okay. there. And he's played yeah, them. Yeah, he's yeah. been injured uh, with an injured knee, so we'll see. All right. Stars are playing the South Bay Lakers tonight at 7 o'clock. You can listen to the game on The Zone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Middleton lops up top for Giannis, who sends it down on the two-hand slam off the alley-oop. And now we poke it back. Ingram steals it. Now we're going to have a little showtime. B.I. Flush it in, baby. And that should do it. Scooped up by Wiggins. Shoveling to Jerome. Ty gets it across time on left side to Shea. To the wing, he cranks a three that's online, and nothing but net to Ching. It's the 18th Thunder Muddy Ball tonight. Shea's over 30 for a second straight game, and the eighth time this season with 31. Morant, two is right around the screen from Clark on the perimeter. Finds Clark at the foul line. Into the lane. Out to Conchar. Left wing three. Ginning it up. Ring it up. Three on the board. John Conchar drills the triple. 15 points. 17 rebounds. Highlights from the NBA, the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, blow out the Golden State Warriors 118-99. to That's a 19-point loss. It sounds bad, but it was far worse than that. Milwaukee led by 39 at the half, too short of the biggest halftime lead in franchise history. Now, the Warriors were shorthanded because they didn't have Draymond Green. Milwaukee was shorthanded because they didn't have Jeru Holiday. So, PK, it's like you've been saying, you always have to take this stuff with a, uh, a grain of salt. Everybody's running around shorthanded. It kind of sort of cancels each other out, but there's no real explanation for the Warriors being down by 39 other than the Bucks did everything right and made shots, and the Warriors did everything wrong and missed shots. Yeah, Antetokounmpo was absolutely awesome. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, obviously, and he, he was at the top of his game. I mean, if it was a closer game, he could have scored way more than 30. But, I mean, it was a blowout right from the start, yep. man. 30 points almost 
Yeah. Um, 10 minutes into the game, it seemed like. And I, I was looking forward to watching that game. And I got disappointed because I don't want to watch a, a route like that. Obviously, it doesn't uh, hold much for me in terms of competition. So I was flicking around a bunch. But yeah, Milwaukee looked really, really good. Denver blowing out Portland 140 to 108. The Jazz are going to see the Nuggets Sunday. Nuggets have now won six of their last nine. One of the three losses is to the Jazz. They had no problem with Portland. Of course, Portland now. Uh, you've been saying for years you always check two guys in the box score uh, because they drive the Blazers but McCollum and Lillard are both out so there's no need to check the box score you know you're missing them every night and apparently that had an impact on the Blazers because they got beat by 32 I think it will continue to have an impact on the Blazers the rest of the season (laughs) and that's not necessarily a bad thing as we've talked about it improves their lottery odds maybe they can fall into a good young player here two words Chet Holmgren (laughs) we'll get to that we'll get to that uh, more blowouts to the Nets after that massive performance and win over the Bulls. Turn around and get beat by the Thunder, 130-109. to Showing both sides of the Nets' personality. As they beat the Bulls, they proved that they got offensive firepower, and when they get going, they just can't be stopped. But it also proves the Nets don't play a lick of defense because the Thunder just hung 130 on them. Well, nor did they play most of their players right. uh, all the time. <laughs> I mean, Durant was out, and obviously Irving uh, Harden played. So. It was a home game, though, so no Irving because they're not playing, paying the fine you were talking about, at least not at this point. See if they do that later, if they think that's too big a PR problem or how they're going to play that. But right now, they didn't play him at home. And with no Durant, it was Harden carrying the load, 26 and 9 and 7, almost had the triple-double, but defensively, they just got torched. Another blowout. Ingram went for 24. The Pelicans beat the Clippers by 24, 113 to 89. Memphis, no stopping the Grizzlies, PK. 11 in a row. 21 out of 25. They beat Minnesota 116-108. to 108. A force to be reckoned with. And they have done it with guys out. Dylan Brooks out right now at the start of this streak. Uh, they got on a huge roll without John Morant. So they have missed guys. It hasn't just been a case of the Grizzlies in perfect health taking on a bunch of shorthanded teams. They've, they've taken a couple of pretty big hits to their rotation. And in NBA trade news, the Atlanta Hawks sent Cam Reddish to the Knicks in a deal that broke late in our show yesterday. That sent 2018 first-round pick Kevin Knox to Atlanta. The Denver Nuggets saw their deal to send Bull Bull to the Pistons. Voided Detroit's doctor's failed Bull on his physical. So, Bull Bull back to the Nuggets. Nuggets. Rats. (laughs) Dang and rats. All right, now here comes the Chet Holmgren news that PK can't wait for. Hashtag college basketball. Timmy rebounds for the Bulldogs. Fires pass the left side. Strother catches and shoots on the break. Another three is good for the sophomore. 14 in the first eight and a half minutes for Julian. And the Bulldogs lead by four. Gives it up to Barcelo. Gets a screen from Loner. Passes deflected into the hands of Hickman. Now to Nemar. Throws it home with one hand. Zags having themselves a night. Nemhard with 20. Rebound Nemhard. Zags on the run. Andrews into the front court. Bounces it to Timmy. Flips it up. Flips it in. And he's fouled. Timmy with another three-point opportunity. And a chance to get to 30 points for the second time this season. Number two, Gonzaga. 110-84 winners over BYU. 61 points in the first half. They literally couldn't be stopped, PK. 
They shoot an NCAA best 69.4% from the field. No one in college basketball has shot the ball better. Ironically, it was better than they shot it from the free throw line. 65% there. But they scored on just trip after trip. They got open shots. They made them. They were great from three. And they were really good shots, but they still shot 52%. Yeah, a couple of their uh, lesser guys that, uh, you know, Timmy and Holdrum obviously got way hot and couldn't miss early. And it was just, it was a big time blitz, like a tsunami, man. You see it coming and there's nothing you can do about it. So you got to get out of, you got to run for the hills, basically. (laughs) And and that's the way it was. And Timmy, Timmy's a proven commodity so he's doing what he was expected to do Holmgren you know is new as a freshman number one recruit so freaking skinny but so talented skilled he reminded me of a, of a cross between uh, as a freshman in college Kevin Durant and uh, Antetokounmpo with all that uh, height and all skin and bones there so skilled can do basically do it all yeah he was 5 of 7. Holmgren was 5 of 7 shooting, and Timmy was 13 of 14. And BYU's lack of size, certainly a factor in all of that. And Gonzaga, as far as many attempt BYU had at an upset, just having none of it. Having none of it. And somebody's going to get called in. Because Loner on the radio afterwards said, we got our ass kicked, and you can't say that at BYU. Yeah, you see. <laughs> Listen to the postgame show. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Tweeted that one out. Because I know somebody said it at football, and he got called in. Now, this was 15 years ago, so maybe it's uh, different now. And I don't think it's any big deal. I don't care. But uh, when I heard that, I thought, oh, they might have a little talk here. <laughs> they don't like that stuff. BYU now a big game USF 15 and 2 2 and 0 chance to get a road win it'd be a quality road win in conference it was good getting that St. Mary's win at home you're expected to get the wins at home by the NCAA selection committee you're supposed to win at home if you're an NCAA tournament team this would be a really good road win the Gonzaga road win just not very realistic but I don't think you get penalized that much by the committee for losing to Gonzaga but a USF win that'd be a boost it certainly would. USF's got a real nice team this year. They're legit, uh, no doubt about it. So they need they need to find a way to get that. That's a late game tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, nine and o'clock, then, CBS Sports Network. Yeah, so they, they they need to make sure they get past this thing real quick, get themselves down to the Bay Area, get prepared for this, because they, they they win this thing, and unless they fall apart, I think they are an NCAA tournament team. It would be huge for their NCAA tournament hopes to get this. That would be a very big deal. Weber State beats Idaho 84-74 thanks to 18 points from Jamison Overton. So Weber State improves to 4-1 in the big sky. Tomorrow, Utah, Arizona, 6 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. Utah State hosting Wyoming at 7 o'clock. They're going to honor the 2001 Big West champs. You can hear that game. Scotty G will be on the call 6.30 on the zone with Scotty G for the pregame show, and then the game tips at 7. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL.
I mean, he's a he's a an all time all time great quarterback that's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, but he's still playing great football right now. If you look at the big throws that he's made to keep their season alive, we know it's going to be a great challenge for us. Not not just him, but that entire team. Um, they they have an attitude about them. They have a mindset that they play with. So we're not taking them lightly at all. Um, I mean, they're they're a team that uh, that has beat a lot of really good football teams. Um, and so uh, uh, to get to play against Big Ben, it's an honor for me. I mean, he's a great football player. Patrick Mahomes on facing Ben Roethlisberger. Saying all the right things. Kansas City, a huge favorite. They just blew out Pittsburgh in the regular season. Now they get him again in the playoffs. We could go through all the playoff games, PK, but are there any you think where there's going to be an upset, even if it's a mild upset? Or you go favorites, home teams, chalk. Ooh, I don't even know that I know the lines on these games. Uh, So we can provide that information easily. The Raiders are Raiders going to Cincinnati, and the Bengals are a a five-and-a-half point favorite at home. You're going to see as we go through these, it's very similar. They're three- to six-point favorites for the home teams. The Patriots go to the Bills Saturday night. Third meeting, Buffalo at home, favored by four. Yeah, I'm real intrigued by that game. You know, they're saying it's going to be two degrees because yeah. <laughs> it's a night game in Buffalo. Uh, wind, wind chill yeah. Well, wind chill will be off the charts. Minus yeah, 15. I'm, I'm talking about just the actual wind. Uh, is it going to be blowing snow? They, they're saying not, but, man, that is so cold to be playing. I, I just want to watch a game in that type of weather and look at those fans, and I want to see the, bare, the bare-chested guys. That ah, ain't cold. Come on. This is is balmy. This is Buffalo. This is what we do. So that game holds a lot of intrigue for me. Monday night's game holds intrigue. Uh, I think the Rams Rams are a four-point favorite over the Cardinals. And I think all these teams that are less than five-point dogs, I think they all got a shot to win. The one that I would really doubt is the Patriots, but the weather is the equalizer. That's what I'm saying. The quarter, you know, the quarter, starting a rookie quarterback is not the way to go in the NFL playoffs. There's a ton of NFL history that says it's not the way to go. But when it's cold and it's windy, the last time they played in Buffalo, it was prime time. It was a night game. It was cold. It was windy. And they just ran the ball. And so how experienced your quarterback is becomes a lot less important if you only throw the ball three times. Yeah. And actually, for this is going to sound maybe stupid, but for a rookie, he's got a ton of experience. Because he's been the guy, not from day one in terms of when they met for the opening of training camp, but Cam Newton got run fairly early. So he's been the guy for a good while now. So for a rookie in the rookie realm of things, he does have a lot of experience. But he hasn't been in an NFL playoff game before. and He's going against a guy who's been in several NFL playoff games. And Josh Allen had the Bills in the FC title game. So that would normally be a huge disadvantage. But given how nasty the weather is going to be, I just... Don't know how much quarterback play is going to matter. I I don't look at quarterback versus one versus the other. I think you put too much emphasis on that stuff. If Brad Johnson can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I I think there's more to it than that. Well, and rookies don't lose every time. It's not it's not a hundred percent deal. It's it's the rookies uh, in the last twenty three NFL playoff games. They're six and seventeen. That's a terrible record. It matters. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, but I, what happened in 1975 just has no bearing here. Three primetime games. Two of them will be played in uh, 
in cold weather locations. I mean, the Bills, that's just off the charts. Arrowhead gets the other primetime game. Sunday night, it'll be uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City there. Where they got the good weather, they're, they're playing day games, so go figure. And they got a couple. They, they did put the Monday night game. That's in a dome, obviously, in L.A., so. You would think a dome in L.A. would be the best possible thing, but they actually had a weather delay there because they had a lightning storm earlier this year during the game, and it's got a roof on it, but the sides are open, so they stopped everything. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college football. USC wide receiver Brew McCoy has entered the NCAA transfer portal for a third time. McCoy, who initially signed with USC before transferring to Texas and then transferring back to USC, did not play a snap at USC this season after he was arrested in July on suspicion of violating the California uh, penal code. Wow, do I have to read that, Yak? Holy no, cow, man. A domestic, domestic violence, violence charge, yeah. Uh, he was released on $50,000 bond. They declined to file criminal charges in the L.A. District Attorney Office. Uh, so USC conducted its own Title IX investigation, didn't reinstate McCoy from the suspension, did not allow him to participate in team activities. So USC to Texas to USC, now to uh, somewhere he's in the transfer portal. Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams tore his ACL Monday night. He's announced he's forgoing his senior year. He's entering the NFL draft. He's considered the top wide receiver prospect in the draft class. Led the SEC with 15 touchdowns and 1,500 yards receiving after transferring in from Ohio State. So He's got the knee injury, but somebody is going to jump on him pretty quickly in the NFL draft anyway, apparently. And the Aggies and Cowboys trade quarterbacks. Beasley's going to Wyoming. <laughs> Levi so we refer to, to it. We refer to it as yeah. free agency, uh-huh. and now we essentially have a trade. Oh yeah, it was a trade. Was there any cash considerations? <laughs> nice. Andrew Peasley to the front range, and Levi <laughs> Williams to Logan. <laughs> uh, that's, that's sort of funny the way that worked out. Yeah. And it still leaves the Aggies deep at quarterback. Oh, that quarterback room. They 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 have an add on. That's how deep it is. Put a second story on the quarterback room? Well, it depends on, you know, the foundation. Second story. Or they just or maybe... enclose the porch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Hunter High School standout sophomore Ephraim Asiata is in critical condition. Two of his teammates, Paul Tai and Tavani Lapati, were killed in a shooting near the school yesterday. Asiata is the son of former Utah star running back Matt Asiata, played on the Sugar Bowl team in 2008, scored a touchdown there in New Orleans. Ephraim previously had played at Harriman High School. Uh, that story was all over the news yesterday, PK. That is yeah. incredibly tragic there. Uh, as the police continue to investigate and make arrests, reportedly they've got somebody arrested. But is it four people now, Yak? Is four were arrested, two were released, two I think are still in custody. Yeah. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, David Locke, his weekly visit coming up at 8 o'clock and at 9.15. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov will join us, and we will talk Pac-12 with him. DJ and PK Question of the day is coming up next. Stay with us.
This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. I think the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers are the two really good teams. In fact, I'm probably changing my Super Bowl pick to mirror what uh, Sam Farnsworth from KSL. That's his pick. I'm probably going to copy that pick now. Never going to pick slash root for the Chiefs. Ever. You don't have to pick. You don't have to root for them, but you can pick them. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it is time right now for Hot Takes or Toast. The question of the day is brought to you by Zero Res, the only carpet cleaner for a smarter, lasting clean. Zero Res's patented processes use only water to clean, meaning no crunchy carpets and a spot-free carpet that is safe for the whole family. Schedule your carpet cleaning today by calling 801-288-9376, 801-288-9376, or booking online at zeroresaltlake.com, or if you're up north at zeroresdavisweber.com. Multiple questions, but the one that has gotten the most reaction, BYU is ranked number one in the Director's Cup. What does it mean to Cougar Nation? (laughs) And Alex says it means PK is running this account. (laughs) What does that mean? You love the Cougars, or you love the reaction that comes from talking about the Cougars. So you put this question up to satisfy your own needs. I don't well, know if that's what it means. I'm just throwing stuff against Dr. the wall. Dr. Yeah, here. that's exactly it. <laughs> it's a Rorschach test, man. <laughs> Somebody spilled some ink on a pad of paper. <laughs> eh, clearly that means. The wind they, is out put of out the north. E- they put out an email that said out of the fall, and I guess they put winter, but I don't know how you can put winter in there. It seems like basketball ought to be included in the winter, but I guess technically it does end in the spring because uh, it's uh, past March 21st. Uh, that they have the best of all the programs in the country, the entire athletic program. That truly is a comprehensive athletic program when you lead the country in the Director's Cup. And all I got to say is thank heaven for women. The women's soccer team to the NCAA title game and the women's volleyball team, the women's cross-country so team. Finished, women's cross-country team finished second in the championships. Yeah, yeah, and the men's cross-country team probably racked up some points, They were too. top ten. Yeah. But soccer, volleyball, and cross-country on the women's side. Crushing it, crushing it, and crushing and it. And Juddie's basketball team is doing really well. But do you get points for that already? Juddie's no, team that, is, will, no, that will not I'm just saying. That's later. like men's basketball. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't score points yet, but the way that Juddie's team is going, they're going to. But they have a chance to finish number one when we get to the spring. That would be a significant accomplishment. I mean, Tom Homo is paid for football and basketball largely, but at the same time, you just don't blow off the other programs. I mean, that's not cool whatsoever. So you try to be the very best you can be in all those other sports that they got going on there, swimming, diving, track, field, you name it. I mean, go down the list, right? And so from that standpoint, uh, that's something for him to be extremely excited about. And I was just wondering if you're a BYU fan, you know, what do you think about that? What level of pride do you have that you have this top to bottom, in some sense, great athletic program in some sports when you're getting to the national final in soccer. And I actually watched the uh, women's volleyball. Was it Purdue? Cause it was on, I was on like a, when we got off our show. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the, 10 yeah. And I, and I've always been a huge volleyball guy. We don't give it a lot of run, but having my experience in California and actually covering it, covering women's volleyball, plenty of times over men's volleyball for that matter too. 
so I, I'm interested in it. I know that's nothing that we'd ever spend a segment on, obviously, because we've got to play the hits, as Kevin Graham would always say. And so from that perspective, we're not doing that. But what does it mean for those folks? Is it just, well, I'm just a football and men's basketball and the other stuff is nice, but I don't really give a crap. I don't know. I, I can't answer that. I guess it's an individual decision that you make. It depends on, well, mostly I think that is the answer because if it weren't mostly the answer, then the other sports would be drawing 60,000 like football and 15,000 uh, like basketball. So there is certainly less interest in those teams, but I think it depends on what sports you've been exposed to, what sports you've played, or people close to you have you played, because you get you hooked on that sport, and then it becomes easier to follow. And in this era, it's easier than ever, because more of these games are on TV or they're streamed. So if it matters to you, going back to your point, it doesn't have to matter to everybody else, because you can get a stream. I think that's different in this case, though. It can be. You're a BYU fan. If you wear a BYU shirt, that's representative pretty much of everything that BYU stands for. And it's certainly representative. We look at it uh, for athletics. I'll wear uh, ASU gear, and it represents my connection to the university. Not my connection to the football team, because I don't have a connection to the football team. (laughs) Right? I didn't play on the football team. I don't know anybody on the football team. Back when I did, but that's long gone, right? So I'll just wear it or I have a license plate that says ASU. Well, that's because I went to the school. I graduated from the school. That, that, that's my school. It's not my football team. It's not my basketball team. Uh, really, the one thing that I was most invested in was baseball. I literally had season tickets. They gave them to you if you played high school ball. You could get in the games for free. Just show up and tell them that you were a high school baseball player. And I don't even remember if we used to have an ID. And when I was there, there was no Diamondbacks. So I went to a lot of ASU baseball games. So that was my that was my overwhelming connection. I don't remember going to very many football games, but I would go, uh, you know, because it was much cheaper. Well, it's free. You can't get any cheaper than that, obviously. And me and my buddies would just go and Packard Stadium. They don't even have that anymore. They don't play there anymore, but we'd sit there and watch that. So when I wear my ASU gear, it's not, well, look at me. My football team is going to the Sun Bowl or whatever. It's That's not, not, that's not really it. But at the same time, it, it's representative of the university. So I don't even know that you have to be a fan of uh, whatever. I don't even know if they have. I know back east field hockey for the women is big. I don't think we have it out here. But it's about the whole university. So even if you're not interested or paying attention, you should still have a level of pride into these things. And certainly these ladies and men putting in just as much time as anybody else is. I mean, the time that they put in to be as good as they are, they just don't walk out on the field. They put in hours and hours. So you got to respect that. Even if you don't like the sport or don't care about the sport, you got to respect the commitment that those individuals put in to get to where they are. And quickly, this devolves into the rivalry, PK. All the things you say are true. Those are all good points. But Shane Post, can you imagine if the arrogant, mighty youths would ever win this thing? They'd be way more insufferable than they already are. (laughs) I always like to say the rivalry in all things, including the Director's Cup. Are you fans insufferable, though? A percentage of every fan base is insufferable. Okay, but that's, that's that's not the issue. Then no. 
I mean, I think most of every fan base is not insufferable. Most people right. are not that invested in it. But the people who are invested in it, who choose to go out and make themselves heard, websites, comments, social media, the way they interact with people at work or in the neighborhood, they can be insufferable. I don't really view youth fans. I'm trying to think what would be examples of ins- insufferability. I, I, I don't know that I can say that about them. What what are they doing that makes them insufferable? We will leave that out there for Cougar fans and let them define that. And youth fans, why do you find Cougar fans insufferable? Because I've, I think we all know youth fans who complain about Cougar fans. And then insufferable becomes the word. And the truth is, well, it's not insufferable because you've suffered it for decades and you haven't exploded, so you're fine. Annoying might be a better word. Annoying? But that doesn't convey the intensity of the emotion that insufferable does. No, because when you look at it, what has their athletic program done recently to be insufferable? Not much. Football's solid and gymnastics, but where are we going after that? I would think that uh, it's listening to youth fans talk about the Pac-12, putting the stickers on their car. Yeah, but that was years ago. Yeah, but it just, yeah, but you're not, PK, you and I didn't go to the bus stop and get annoyed. Yeah, but you're going to the Big 12. I'm talking, <laughs> yuck. I'm talking about right now. Yuck. yuck just pointed at me like, no. bingo. Yuck, no, are you scarred no. by the bus stop no. in the fourth no. grade? Recess in the fifth grade? Here's the thing. You guys know I grew up in the shadow of BYU and all that. Mountain View High School, Orem, Utah, baby. One of my best friends growing up in Orem was about as diehard a Utah fan as you will find. And this is back in the era where BYU was still beating them fairly regularly. And he was, so we... So, like, this is late 80s, early 90s? No, this is in the 90s. Like They weren't two, beating them fairly regularly in the 90s. Well, they were, at least every other year they yeah, were. Yeah, it was back and forth, and he was... A minority of minorities down there, and he's a lone youth fan, really holding the color red and a sea of blue. But my absolute best friend all through my junior high years. Yeah, yeah, but it's that, that they haven't done anything to be insufferable. They went to the Rose Bowl. I think Cougar fans found them insufferable in the that one probably stung. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think so, man. Because they went in a year you beat them, and let's face it. The Pac-12 was way down. Their own commissioner is acknowledging it, and we'll talk to him here in an hour and a half. Yep. So, no, I think there's respect for the program, particularly with the deaths of the players and what they've had to deal with with the young men and the the emotional upheaval and all that stuff. I think that definitely Uh, cut across the rivalry and lightened uh, things up a lot. They're just a recognition that what they went through is just so horrible. Right. There's nothing going on in that program athletically that is – defines is wow they're just so dominant now they're very good the, the women's volleyball team went to the ncaa tournament and just to be able to get to the ncaa tournament it's a pretty good accomplishment so i'm not saying they're awful by any stretch uh, that's not the case and they've got some uh the barton girl that got married uh, the, but she's, she's a big time player could probably play in the olympics so that's really cool we'll see how that develops uh, but so we respect that program uh, i think gymnastics uh, if you're into it you're into it if you're not you, you just sort of ignore it 
and and good for them, you know, to to, to be to be good at that. Uh, but I, I don't see where they're doing anything that puts them on the insufferable category. And I actually think that uh, the the Rose Bowl, uh, maybe if they would have won, but they didn't win. But at the same time, it was a heck of a game. So if you're a sports fan, you love the game. The game was all sorts of fun. In fact, you know, and and Covey, now he's done. He can't torture you anymore. <laughs> So you you feel a sense of relief that, that you don't have to worry about one of speaking of growing up in the shadow. He literally grew up in the shadow. Yaks Mountain View was a few miles away. I was gonna say Britain's <laughs> a whole lot closer. Than yeah, I you would have only been yeah. in the early yeah. morning shadows. But you you can't be because the mountains are they 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 block it too much. So <laughs> I mean, Tiffu is you know it's a nine iron away, and, and Co- Covey is a golfer. That's a heck of fact, a nine iron. <laughs> yeah, well, but okay, if you're a your driver, then <laughs> if you no, if you're going downhill, though, yeah, from Timbu to BYU, he gets you get a little roll. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and then if you should hit, you know, if you hit on the road, you're getting like uh, a mile and a half of car path. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Every stadium in the parking lot should have. You are now just a nine iron away. There should be like <laughs> be a, a sign on a post. <laughs> so Britton Covey can't torture you anymore, and he'll go down as the greatest play in Utah history, the kickoff return. It's the greatest play they've ever had. The greatest football play they've ever had. Can you imagine as he ran through the end zone at halftime against Oregon? If you had pulled the 50,000, 51, whatever, what is the number? It's like 440. It's 444. Is it 51, 444? If you pull all those people and like, how many people think that was the best return of Britain, Britain Covey's ever had? And how many think he'll have a better one? This is his last great return. Or he's act- this was awesome, and he's going to top it. He topped it. He topped it. I'm going to take that play, and I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. The two greatest plays, the greatest play in BYU athletic history was Ainge against Notre Dame. Oh, I the- thought you were going to go Harling. No. Back to Harling. No, Ainge was just, it's the best NCAA individual. tournament versus Notre Dame. The best individual college basketball play in the history of the sport was Ainge doing that. And Utah's best football play was Covey. Right there. Take that to the bank. It's inarguable. You want to talk about insufferable? When it comes to definitive statements that are correct, I'm insufferable. Well, Shane, Jeff, and Kevin got into one of those insufferable uh, conversations. Shane posted, Director's Cup, if it's not football, it's nothing. And Jeff posted, signed, the Conference of Champions. Then Kevin posted, thank you, Shane, for your worthless opinion. You're such a savage, Shane. Kevin, easy old man. I know you're an internet tough guy, but don't give yourself a heart attack. There's (laughs) There's insufferable going back and forth right there. Those three just got going and... Took it and ran. Uh, they're probably young. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, is coming up at 8.05. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov at 9.15. It's DJ and PK right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This is Unrivaled. Guys are doing a hell of a job. Here's what is great about what George Klyovkov said. I love the brutal honesty. 
I mean, if you can't look at a situation and assess it and, and call it what it is and say what it is, you're never going to improve. If you're constantly putting a Band-Aid on it and say, no, we're, we're in a good spot. We're just, you know, just give us another year. Just give us, you know, it's a building year, you know, but, but man, next year things are going to be good. Next year never comes around. And when you can come out and make a very clear, very bold, very accurate and very honest statement, that's really kind of the first step to like making change. Unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 at the next Utah Jazz game where there are free pop shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. All right, question of the day. Part two. Oh, PK, this has been so entertaining. Joe Ingles guarantees he will never get thrown out of a game again. What should the punishment be if he breaks his promise? People have gotten very creative. This has been very well done by our listeners. Aaron says, Joe has to wear American flag shoes and American flag sweatbands on his head and wrists for the rest of the season. Joe thrives on his Australianess. He doesn't like it when PK brings up the fact that his third kid was born in the U.S. and can now be president of the United States. Joe insists when the NBA is done, he's going back to Australia as quickly as possible. Born in the USA. Tyler says a live rendition of him singing the U.S. national anthem on your show. <laughs> I wonder if he knows the words. <laughs> Benjamin says, give up his Australian citizenship and join the DJ and PK show daily post-retirement. <laughs> no, I believe he needs to go back to Australia. That's where his family is. So it's only the right thing to do, right? You can't, you can't be upset for a guy going home, whereas well, obviously he's got the grandparents for the kids and everything. All that stuff is important. I do think, though, I don't think he can guarantee that promise of – not getting thrown out of a game because was it was it against Sacramento? He had, it was like an awkward collision a little bit mm-hmm. when the player was in midair and I don't think he meant to do it, but stuff can happen. Yep. Now the two T's by yelling and all that stuff and profanity he, he or whatever it is. That. Right. Yeah. 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 But there can be stuff happen in, in a course of a foul because sometimes those fouls in which you get ejected, you don't intend to do it. It just happens. So, but nevertheless, he said he was never going to get kicked out of a game again. So we've got him on record. Joe's old school. Joe's been listening to the show. He says he needs to get a tramp stamp with PK. Did you ever settle that bet? Yeah. You did not. Do you want to see my above my butt crack or what? Is that what you're asking? That's kind of sick, DJ. I want to see the tattoo that you didn't get. You're lying. You okay, but where, lying. Do, where do you get them? Lower back. Or upper what? Butt. <laughs> you can see it with a swimsuit on. Let's go. When have you seen me with a swimsuit? Uh, I haven't because I don't go to Manhattan Beach in the summer. When you go, I stay here and do the show. We don't take our beach vacations together. We both take beach vacations. We don't take them together. Well, come on. Let's go. Hey, in, in this world of uh, mobility, we can do the show beachside. I'm totally in favor of that. <laughs> I am 100% okay with that. 
right, we just we can get a little umbrella, a couple beach chairs, we'll be good to go. We have a former boss <laughs> who I told, hey, digital age, semi-retirement, blogging, podcasting, and now doing shows from Hawaii. Now, the, the shows would be a little tougher. The other stuff isn't time-dependent. With the time difference, that would involve getting up at 4 a.m., and I'm not in favor. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be on the air at 4 a.m. <laughs> that's too, that's, that's too much. That, well, no, so then we go to the Caribbean, though. It would be mid-morning. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> we've had, actually, we've had listeners do that and say, oh, I'm listening to you, and get pictures of boats in the Florida Keys and that kind of stuff. That would be like, friend you Shasta. Yeah, this is way better. I like your show 8 to noon instead of 6 to 10. <laughs> like, okay. In the early days, when I was with the Watchdog, I traveled to the Caribbean three or four times for basketball, and we couldn't do it. Now... I could have, if it were that the case now, I could just take the stuff and we'd be good to go. So let's go. Let's do it. Hey, these other guys, they think they're hot stuff with their own golf tournament. Caribbean vacation. <laughs> DJ and PK. Uh, yes. So long as I can produce <laughs> from the Caribbean, I'm all in. Uh, you'll have to work that out. I don't know how that'll work. But, we'll figure uh, it out. Yeah. So I think that's, hey, DJ, you're a marketing genius. Let's get on that Caribbean vacation with the DJ and PK show. We're sitting in the Florida Keys. Uh, what better way to celebrate our 20th year? How many keys are there? Can we like do one show from a different key every day? How long would we be oh, out yeah. there? I don't know how many islands there are. I haven't been to Oh, uh, this is five or six. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could. Obviously, you could. Yeah. Here's a good one. Kyle says if Joe gets kicked out again, his penalty, he has to sport or attempt to sport a man bun. Oh, he didn't even have hair. Got to go Ricky Rubio. Yeah, but that'd he be would, great. Just no, a little Rubio's, bit of got, <laughs> Rubio's got hair all over the place. I know he does. <laughs> He'd have to get extensions. Uh, we got one more here from, uh, let's see, one more I wanted to share. Oh, here it is. Scott, what a wet blanket Scott is. Hopefully he's traded within the month and then we won't care. Oh, boo. This is Scott. <laughs> Just trying to hurt people. <laughs> I know. That's an idiot. Dumb All thing right. to say. When we come back, David Locke, radio voice of the jazz, joins us. That's next. George Klavkov, Pac-12 commissioner at 915, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.